0: Let's get this show started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Justin Bizarro, and this is the Centurion Leadership Podcast. Obviously, uh, core value number nine is what we're on again. I'm Justin Bizarro, bi double za double at um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me just like it said, J-I-S-T-I-N-B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O, double za Bizarro, um, and Bizarro World. And everyone, stay tuned. Obviously, I'm going to be launching my own website here soon, www.justinbizarro.com, as well as uh, you know, follow up um, the Centurion Leadership. Uh, Battalion on Instagram and Facebook as well. I think there's a lot of great content coming out there. Uh, Thanks to Elena, our other host of the uh, Centurion Leadership uh, Battalion podcast. Her and her team, Audrey, uh, Trevor, our photographer, uh, and Elena make up quite the uh, marketing and media team right now at Primal Rock, Uh, So, and they do all the better with bacon fat stuff, and obviously Elena has podcasts of her own, so give everyone a shout out core value number nine everyone today honestly before I even say what it is um, all of you can look it up obviously but I want everyone to um, realize that in my experience one the core values were generated by a group at food service partners and primal rock and we sort of all came together the core values but those core values were tweaked based on other experiences based on everything we've sort of tweaked them and what we've learned over time and so that being said um a lot of these core values i've used in life now over three and a half years we've designed them or use them for our company Um, i've used similar core values in consulting and coaching or um people that i mentor over the years And I got to be honest with you, um, usually if if we're looking at a number order and we're on core value number nine, um, honestly, this is where most entrepreneurs, most leaders, um, they don't make it. Um, They don't get 9, 10, 11, and 12. They just don't make it beyond the core values. I don't know whether it's burning out at 8. I don't know whether they've come a long way and they've gotten some taste of some leadership and success and they give up at that point but it's particularly why nine is nine Um, I feel like it's serendipitous Um, because it's the point where everyone gives up ironically but it's also the one that tells you that you need to be disciplined for long-term victory and strive for the extraordinary and so I honestly um, I can tell you time and time again um, 22 years at food service partners uh, leadership skills you know we've been developing them um, uh, we've done it in various ways we're trying to do a better job now um, leadership is a very priority and we we strive for leadership in our company always and those who aren't leaders either don't make it or often quit and find another job but the be discipline for long-term Vicky, and strive for extraordinary is an interesting thing um, in the world we live in we're such short-term gratification a like on a photo everything has become the way we get that serotonin uptake uh that click and that the filling filling needed obviously i'm on social media i use social media i use social media to make money personally also so on and so forth but i i'm also very aware that there is a serotonin release that can be addictive that comes along with social media that doesn't mean you shouldn't use social media I'm just saying that um, social media is a part of being disciplined for long-term victory. How do I use it for my benefit? How do I spread positive messages? Um, I think there's a lot there. got a little bit off track there. I apologize, guys. But it's be disciplined for long-term victory and strive for the extraordinary. discipline is balance i think the word discipline speaks for itself but what is long-term victory Um, like i said most entrepreneurs i'll use social media again you do a few posts you don't get what you like you stop people don't realize that it takes very very long term time to build things 22 years with food service partners and we still have struggles and financial things that we're trying to work through and grow from and we've transitioned as a company we used to do a lot more contract feeding you know, it was our main business. Now we do a lot more retail and co-packing, and it's been hard to learn the business, but it's really trying to do it because long-term victory. And so what is that in your business, in your community, in your family? What do you consider long-term victory and what would be extraordinary for you to achieve in your company, in your community, in your family? Um, here's where I find things interesting. Um, Because often, we get so short-sighted, we don't think long-term, and we make very quick short-term decisions that we think benefit us and our family, but we actually are modeling anything but leadership, anything but dedication, anything but loyalty uh, in today's world. And it's raising a generation because we're not modeling. We can model jumping ship, model that the most important thing is to get paid the most amount of money. I agree in some ways, um, but at what cost? I think we don't weigh the the soft costs against the hard costs. And of course, I'm an entrepreneur, so my perspective is different, here's why. Because I know what it's like to hurt financially, and I'm willing to do it to make sure every single employee, team member of Food Service Partners or Primal Rock still has food on their table. You know, I give when I can. Um, sometimes as an entrepreneur, you have to put in more it's, it's hard. That's, you know, is that discipline for long term victories that strive for the extraordinary? Do different people give more in different ways as entrepreneurs? Yep. Um, I think everyone gives everyone tries to move forward. Um, but I think people we don't understand what long-term victory is and we don't set a goal to do so so um like i said this one's always the biggest disappointment i think people jump early i think that um there's other ways to do things i think there's um ways we model society and doing the right thing which is another core value which comes up at number 10 which again is another lost one um it's where we just sort of throw everything aside I think a lot of what happens with being disciplined for victory is things happen or people say stuff or we get disgruntled and we give up. I think we don't understand that we're almost at the end most of the time. And weirdly, when things slightly become a little bit easier and we're about to make the corner from all the hardship, we give up because that's the time we reach softness because all of a sudden everything lightens up and the hardship lightens up enough, but instead of seeing it that the hardship and everything's lightening up and we're making these decisions to go elsewhere because we can because we turned a corner, we're seeing it as all these hardships happen, we need to jump ship. <clears throat> so um like I said, food service partners a long time. Um lot of bumps in the road. Um but twenty two years later even with hardships, even with growth aches, even with trying to make sure we're doing the right things, issues with contracts and clients and disagreements and new leadership that they have that come into their organizations that see differently. I'm disciplined for long-term victory and strive for the extraordinary. I have to. If I believe that it's my job as a leader and my job as an entrepreneur to take care of my teammates, my employees, my family, Um, All the teammates at FSP and Primark are my family and my immediate family and the people that are in food service partners, my cousin, my sister, Deborah, my family, my father, um, and everyone that has become my family, Steve, Jay, uh, Andy, you know, Sandra, so on and so forth that I can't name everyone, Rob. you know, millions of other people, over 500 employees at this point with peach season going on in Georgia. It's, I feel that I have to, if I don't think long-term, how am I ever going to take care of them? It, and I took it on and, I, you know, I don't feel that I'm a godly person or that it's my responsibility or that I have to, but I feel that I'm on earth to make a difference and, and better the world. So I long-term victory to me is successfully rising up um, and bringing those along with me, um, along the journey, all the people that have been loyal, all the people that have been disciplined for long-term victory, 22 years later in food service partners, it's been a rough ride. It's not easy to build a small business into a medium business, and now we're going into, we've become a large business, 22 years, the struggles. And it's always amazing to me how many people um, one extraordinary but then take an easier route listen leadership can take place in all forms I think you can go in corporations and do leadership I think you can go in your communities I think you can coach soccer I think you can do all those things but as an entrepreneur you are it's a harder route because I'm not talking about a sole proprietorship I'm not talking about opening a franchise necessarily. Um, I'm talking about what's beyond that, what makes more than a franchisee, what makes more than a sole proprietor, leadership, and being an entrepreneur, which is always, always spreading positivity and building the next generation of entrepreneurs and leaders. So being disciplined for long-term victory is long-term even after I'm dead, hundreds of years after Justin Bizarro is either in a box and burned probably to ashes because i think i want everyone to spread my ashes all over the world because i like traveling the world that's my thing um but striving for the extraordinary is is how am i going to make a difference and extraordinary to me is not me being worshipped or me being a god or me everyone coming to me making a difference it's me being a catalyst through things like this podcast where people step up and be leaders and make a difference in the world And it's interesting to me how many people, I'm just going to talk about it, when it comes time to step up and be the leader, when it really matters, when they've ridden the whole journey, that they back off and they bail. And sometimes the hardest part about being a leader is the people that you thought were going to be leaders to turn out not to be leaders because they never make it past the eighth, eighth Um, core value they never make it to 9 10 11 and 12 core values that's difficult right I just I don't even know why go through life and why go through anything if you're not going to try to achieve something I find it so interesting how many people start stuff and never finish them Um, how many people have interests and hobbies and want to play music or learn to do something and never do it um, how many people think that you can't play multiple sports or excel and be good at multiple things? Yes, you can only be great at a very limited number of things. For me, I choose my family, which is Food Service Partners, my my kids, my stepkids, you know, Deborah, my extended family. That's all my family. My leadership, which means I'm going out in the community, in the world, and trying to make a better place in the world, and then the legacy. What is it that I'm really doing non-selfishly when I'm long gone that makes a difference? So what are the decisions I'm making now that benefits my family, that benefits the leadership and the world that I want to spread around the world, a contagious leadership m- movement? And what is going to get people to see or me, Justin, to have a legacy of a better world way beyond when I'm gone? Those things ground you. So I can be inspired. I can be intense. I'm way too much for more people. I hear sometimes I'm even unapproachable. Probably true. I'm emotional. I'm driven. I'm a Sagittarius. I believe in the that every human is wasting their life if they're not leaving to their potential. Sorry. That's hard for people to hear. It's hard for my friends to hear. It's hard for my family to hear. It's hard for people to hear. But weirdly, living that way, I have kids Step kids and a future son in law, you know, John, Zoe, Maddie, shout out to you guys that all live this way. <coughs> it's their parents. Hopefully, me, somewhat as a step parent, I hope I'm spreading positivity and motivation into their life. But it requires me thinking long term and having long term real goals and sticking to them and not jumping ship. Um,. <coughs> And I think people can change their mind and and people should. And you shouldn't be in bad situations. Um, And I don't think you should do something you don't want to do. But I do also think that we need to be uncomfortable, that sometimes the hard path, even though we don't want to go that way, even though it may require something that we're not comfortable with, what is the long-term goal? And so for me, sometimes I have to go through really bad situations. I've had to go through really bad clients that maybe at the time I couldn't fire or get rid of. I had to figure out how to do it long-term. But you end up taking a lot of abuse sometimes as an entrepreneur and a leader in order to protect the people around you. That's part of your job. So, um, you know, I think life is easier. You can definitely go to a corporate world and not have to lead as much because things are safer. I think that that to works for people. I'm not saying anything get in. I think you can lead in different ways out of those positions. It's just not my thing. My thing is to lead in every path in life. Hard, fast, quick, learn from my mistakes, learn from other people's mistakes, you know, and keep moving forward because I only have so much time. Um a lot of patience, a lot of tolerance but the discipline is in constantly pushing myself and constantly having goals and trying different things to achieve those goals. <clears throat> and extraordinary, like I said, is that legacy that's 400 years old. What is that extraordinary? How am I going to make such an extraordinary difference in the world? Um, not because I'm egotistical, because I believe that it's my, that what God is intended, and why not? What else am I going to do? What else is money or financial stuff worth if we really think about it? Yes, it takes care of us. Yes, it builds a future legacy. Yes, being profitable is important. But what's also important is the legacy and the soft costs we build around it and what people do with that money. You can give people, your next generation, thousands upon thousands of dollars, but if you neuter them and castrate them through inheritance, you're not really being disciplined for long term victory. And you're certainly not striving for extraordinary for your family, which is why I honestly people, you know, we talk about anything we think short term, and we forget about nine. And that's why right there, everything gets thrown out the window as a core value. Really think about it, you know, we talk about reflection a lot in these in this podcast, and we will and what that means, and sort of putting the ego in check. But i think people often don't understand that there's this weird comfortability and there's this weird times that as a leader you have to put your family through things you wish you never had to put them through but the question becomes is do you stand for something and is that what you're modeling your kids to stand up for something have courage not be cowards face up to their responsibilities own and own the stuff that they've done and be accountable for it right wrong or make a mistake like that is discipline for long-term victory how do we function in society we have to lead what does leadership mean accountability ownership humility all the things that we talk about in these core values but really how do you do it if you don't have a long-term goal like really long term, like extraordinary, like make a difference no matter what my job is. And it's hard for me to understand because I've been able to follow my heart as an entrepreneur. Um, maybe it hasn't always worked out financially. Um, I have made a lot of mistakes, had businesses that didn't do well learned to get to where I am. G- great amounts. Um, the information in my head between reading and experience in education is enormous. And then forget about all the mentors I've had, including my own father. And then put into the mix what I've learned from all the people that have screwed me over over the years. Um, there's always that. The people you help out, the people that say they are in it for the long term, the people you invest time in um, but don't stay around no matter what, um, that jump ship for the next best thing um that's all things i'm talking about um why have loyalty why grow why go to someone i really want you guys to think about this if you want to be a leader what is it that you model when you do that how would you feel someone came to you you wanted to raise them up and grow with them um and they just and they just leave um it's two sides of a coin. On one hand, you want to be happy for them. That's the right thing, the Christian thing, and that's what you should do every time I'm happy for someone when they grow. It's just always hard that they exit, usually right before we're about to achieve something, and usually leave people alone. Because people really, like I said, there's this weird exit thing that happens as soon as things start to make a change, especially in a new business. I've you know done 20-some startups in my life now. And I got to tell you, every time you start to turn a curve about 18 year to 18 months in, that's when everyone jumps. It's the weirdest thing. As soon as things get easier, it's this weird ease and it looks like an exit, but really it's that we're about to have success and we're about to make it out of the situation. And then all of a sudden there's an exodus. And so that's why I talk about nine and even entrepreneurs do this in their business. There's so many entrepreneurs that give up between that year to 24 month period give up, like I didn't make it. Well, that's not discipline for long term victory. And that's certainly not striving for extraordinary. Because extraordinary is building that business is learning it is being disciplined for the long term victory. And guess what, ups and downs, no matter how successful you are, most businesses have losses, most businesses have bad years, most businesses have to go through layoffs here and there. It's just the way it is. So how do you do the best for people? You take care of them while they work for you. You make sure they always continue to rise up. You make sure the loyal, the good ones, are the ones you bring back. If you have to do layoffs, you make sure you always treat them well. Um, And, you know, I guess communication is a huge part of it. So, you know, this one's a particularly tough one, like I said. Um, As I really dive in, it's hard for me because I think – we all make decisions that sometimes we think are best for everyone and best for ourselves. Um, But if we really reflect on what's around us, our decisions have to be made holistically. So um, thank you guys for listening in. I encourage all of you to be really think about what does it mean to be disciplined for long term victory in your life to achieve your goals and your dreams. You know, Uh, achievement, um, success is really opportunity meets preparedness. So discipline for long-term victory means you're preparing every day for that opportunity that you want. It means when you dedicate to a job or dedicate to a life as an entrepreneur or your family or even your family business, unfortunately, yes, we have to make decisions that are best for us. But I wonder if we all really thought about it that we were all stuck on the farm. And our decision was we had to burn the ships behind us. There was no choice. Our family was going to survive at all costs. We had to build this family unit together or build this family business together. What does that look like? What would actually happen then if we felt we had no other choice? Would we really strive for extraordinary? Because we'd have that to concentrate on. And if we didn't worry about jumping job to job or career to career and we focused on truly excelling at what was right in front of us um, and concentrating on truly striving for what interests our kids as part of our family time, what would that look like? What if I spend less time on TV and was more disciplined for the long-term victory of my child in a sport or practicing a piano? What if I did that? What if I was trying to strive for extraordinary, well beyond me, for my children, for the people around me, for the people that work with me, for the people that I work for? What if I could extend grace and discipline for the long-term and a better world, graciously, gratefully, and respectfully and to strive for extraordinary being a kinder more loving more understanding compassionate place that's had exposure to more culture more things to have a more understanding for humanity as a whole and the animals that also live on this planet so as we really dive into these core values and you've made it to core value number nine on the podcast um, really I encourage you you keep going if you've made it this far keep pushing yourself harder every day and really dedicate and discipline yourself for a long-term victory in your life whether it's losing weight whether it's exercise because healthier mind healthier body eat leads to happier lifestyle you can't avoid it you look at the stats around the world the healthier the civilization is the more active they are the happier they are the better they eat, the more better food they put in their body. Why? Because we're like engines. The higher octane, the better we are. The better positive stuff we feed our bodies and our brain, the better we work. It works the same way. Energy is what also feeds our body. Calories are energy. Energy, mental, physical, it's energy. Positivity, yep. I can be a negative person. I can get mad. I can do whatever. I can be upset at people and feel betrayed and and all of those things but what i really wonder is if we really all came from a point of positivity what would it really mean would we have more honest conversations if we were more disciplined for long-term victory would we be less cowardice in our approach to people and less afraid of confrontation and maybe more about having real conversations versus fictitious ones or ones we think would happen before they've ever happened, because that's not extraordinary. We've had a conversation that never really happened and we've assumed what the other person was going to say. That's not discipline for any relationships or long-term victory or core value number two, which is building lasting relationships, which also has to do with this core value. long-term victory is building lasting long-term relationships guys and every time we choose something when we choose what we think may be beneficial to our families to our businesses to whatever we also have to think of what is the long-term effect on our relationships because I guarantee you guys one your businesses or your leadership skills are going to be 100 percent based on not the money you make but the leadership skills uh, that you have um, and the soft skills and the, the relationships that you build. 100%. Then the day, no one really, oh, blah, 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 died. He died with $1.25 million in his account. He had $17 in debt and $14 in school loans. Thank you, everyone, for coming to his funeral. That's all I have to say. We sized him up by the money that he made. The end. You know at the end long term even just your life are you really weighed on the money yes you needed to survive yes it's important for a legacy yes you should get as much as you can while you can but remember stick around long enough to be have that goal be truly extraordinary not just achieve little bumps along the way not little you know hits or social media likes along the way that give you that little pump of serotonin what is the ultimate victory in your life to achieve excellence, to be extraordinary. It all takes discipline, long-term discipline. Thanks again, everyone.